Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Danger on Delmarva, a podcast that explores events, tragedies, and disasters that have occurred on the Delmarva Peninsula, an area in the Mid-Atlantic region that encompasses Delaware, Maryland to the east of the Chesapeake Bay Bridge, and Virginia to the north of the Chesapeake Bay Bridge Tunnel. My name is Rhonda Franny Jefferson, and I'll be your host to take you down the sometimes treacherous paths that wind around Delmarva. Delmarva is a little piece of heaven that has beaches, tax-free shopping, one of the best children's hospitals in the world, and of course, home to our current president. And before I begin this story today, I do want to say that this podcast reflects my personal interest in the exploration of how or why an event may occur to try to understand the reasoning behind the acts and decisions of others. I mean, no disrespect to any parties mentioned. Now, each episode may discuss injury, death, emotional and mental health, and may contain triggers regarding these various instances. This particular case will include more than one of these topics. And I will actually be covering a couple of different missing persons cases. And I usually don't do that. Um, With the episodes, it's usually about one larger event. But one of the missing persons, it's pretty recent. And it's very important that we get some information out there. So also, while... Previously, I've uploaded audio of the podcast to YouTube with static pictures or um, different pictures in the background. I will try to do a video going forward, um, and this one should come out either a little later today, which is actually October 31st, or possibly tomorrow while you know I still learn how to work on the videos, but especially you know in cases where visuals are important, such as pictures of the missing person. I do think it's very important to have that available with YouTube. Um, But I will also link pictures in the information in the description of the podcast. So, you know, I will have the pictures available. Um, There will be links that you can go to um, so that you have that information. And you know, sometimes when I do start to work on something, I have a particular goal in mind. You know, most of us do, of course. But sometimes even without our knowing, that goal might change somewhere along the way. So circumstances can take us in a totally different direction. And that's what I found researching this, this case. Um, you know, this is Halloween. This is the time of year where people expect spooky tales, Um, things that are considered creepy or strange, and maybe some urban legends that might be embellished a little bit. And this is the month that people love to get scared. But when we're looking at Halloween, we're scared by, you know, just those legends. We're scared in ways that we know are not real. These urban legends or stories could have been told and retold thousands of times just making changes you know, to the actual location or to, to go along with the time period that we're currently in. So while some of these tales may hold some type of basis in reality, even if they do, you know, it's just a kernel of truth and you know, it doesn't really affect our daily life. 
but more often though, things can come along in our lives that truly scare us, not you know, games or stories that we know are not real, but things that are actually presenting themselves to us at a certain point in time, and we've had no plans for that. It's the unknowing or lack of information that can feed that fear even more. But again, the scare in these cases, they're true fear, and that fear is built out of love. It's not knowing what may have happened to someone that you love, and you're just trying to grasp at every last straw to try to find out. So while I started looking at things earlier this month to try to find a Halloween story based on the Eastern Shore, and there's plenty of you know, spooky, haunted bridges, haunted forts, you name it. But while doing that, I came across some other information. And looking at that, it's in any missing person's case, time is of the essence. So I just switched things into that direction to try to find out as much as I could. But unfortunately, a lot of times when adults go missing, unless there's something that's been sensationalized by it, there's something you know, really out of the ordinary, it's not put into the public spotlight. You may see or hear something about it on a local radio station or on your local TV station's Facebook page, but there's really not much more that comes along with it. So it's very important that we get this information out there because you know, in my life, I cannot say that I've known someone who has gone missing. I have, though, known many people who've been victims of a violent crime, including murder. But in each of those cases, and it's probably a higher percentage than, you know, many people, in each one of those cases, there was a resolution. Even though nothing would bring anyone back, there was still an answer. We knew what happened. And to whatever degree of closure you can find, that's been there for me. So I'm not going to say that I know how someone who's living through a loved one being missing feels, because I don't. But we really need to get the information available to everybody so that we can keep an eye out, um, we can listen for information so that we can help bring a loved one home so that other families in our community can have that sense of resolution, to have that, you know, have that time in their life pass, and finally know what happened. And hopefully, um, you know, the more people that know, we can bring home more people successfully. So, with the the certain case that I found, it's actually more than three weeks since family members have seen a Lewis, Delaware man named Woody Dickerson. He was last seen on October 7th, and his wife Trish says that it was a normal morning just like any other day. According to an interview that Dickerson's wife Trish gave to a local television station, WMDT, she stated that, I leave for work very early. We said our goodbyes, we said I love you, and that was the last time I saw him. 
I came home that afternoon and I noticed his truck wasn't here, which is unusual. Now, looking at now the rest of the context of this, we can see it was not only the absence of the truck that was concerning. Trish did go inside and in there, there were a number of troubling signs that were left both at his home and then later finding his truck near his mother's house. Um, Trish reported that she found a note that indicated he may harm himself or take his life. This is something that I cannot even imagine going through. So um, to summarize, the letter said that he was depressed and that he was giving his final goodbye. And you know, at that moment, as I was mentioning fear a little while ago, there has to be you know, that sense of fear and panic that someone that you love the most in this world is thinking in this manner at this time and you have to act at that moment. Um, it's just gotta be an indescribable feeling. And the maroon F-150 that was not at the house was later found at his mother's home. It was also noted that the license plate was removed. Now, there may still be some people who are looking for the truck, but I just wanna reiterate that it has been found and Woody was not with the truck. Um, Trish actually found it the following morning while she was on that same road. Um, his mother was not even aware that the truck was there. Um, there's also a Facebook page named Please Bring Woody Home. That'll also be linked in the description. And Trish does go in and post and review this page. So, you know, Trish, as his wife, has the most up-to-date information and accurate information on this case. So, you know, please go onto that page and see if there's any updates. Um, unfortunately, there may be some pieces of misinformation that may have come out that are not correct. So, you know, again, that page is a good source as she, um, Trish, does have the most up-to-date information. Now, a gold alert has been issued for him. A gold alert is issued in Delaware when there's an adult that is missing, and in many cases, these are issued for adults who may have some type of medical condition that can cause a concern, including illnesses such as Alzheimer's or dementia, um, also in cases where there may be harm coming to the individual. During one of the interviews, Trish did say that this didn't seem like the normal gold alert that is issued. And, you know, looking at this particular instance and the situation around it, I can definitely see what she means. With many of the other gold alerts, there is, of course, an urgent need to try to find the person, but we don't have a direct and imminent threat of harm to that individual. In this case, we do have the note that indicates um, his frame of mind, what he was feeling, and it just increases that urgency that he needs to be found and found as quickly as possible as there is that direct thought of self-harm. Now, um, you know, again, every moment is important in this case. And Trish does get up very early in the morning to go to work, even around 4.30 in the morning. And she 
did come back home after her shift, and that's when she found Woody was not there. So that means there's, you know, a gap of time in there that we don't know when he went missing. So already, once it was noted, hours could have already passed. And also, there had been reports of seeing Woody, but the clothing that um, it was said that he was wearing did not seem familiar to Trish. So, um, you know, it may have been a case of mistaken identity, but, you know, to this point, we don't have any other updates as to where he may be. Now, as Woody's mother lived near a very forested or woody area, it's just very important that that area be searched as there could be information or clues that, you know, reside in that area, but they may be difficult to find, you know, especially at this time of year with the leaves falling, with sometimes there's a little bit more of a dense foliage. You know, it's really important to get out there as quickly as possible. But according to an interview that Trish gave earlier on um, October 27th, the woods had not yet been searched by law enforcement. And through some messages that, um, you know, she and I exchanged, you know, Woody's loved ones were trying to search the area. Um, and they had actually been searching now, though it's been three weeks and... What I'm concerned about is anything that could have possibly led to where he was going um, or left a clue is now covered by leaves. There's been rain where things could have been moved um, or washed away. And, of course, these woods being close to where his mother lived, he would be very, very familiar there and, you know, very comfortable in that setting. Now, she also did indicate that her husband has experienced anxiety and depression. Now, like many people, he did find himself unable to afford the proper health care and access to medication. He fell into that, I don't even really know what to call it, whether a gray area or blind spot, but it's an area where he doesn't have insurance for himself. He doesn't qualify for any type of medical assistance or help through the insurance marketplace through the Affordable Care Act or even any other program. And you know, insurance can be very, very, very expensive otherwise if it doesn't fall into any of those categories. So he was not able to get, get the help that he needed and still needs. So just to be clear, if you do happen to go online and search for Woody, you may find some information such as a story regarding DUI. I want to address this directly. That does not make a difference right now. Mr. Dickerson is missing, and there is a great concern about his physical and mental well-being. What may have happened in the past does not impact the fact that he needs help, and he needs it as quickly as possible. His friends and family need help in trying to find him and also in ways to support both him and themselves in so many ways. You know, a person themselves, we're not just one thing. And this can be said about so many aspects of a person's life. I can say I'm a wife, mother, daughter, sister, aunt, writer. So I'm more than one thing at one time. So is Woody. And so are you. So is everyone else. So 
part of Woody is his past, and it may be different from some other people's, but that does not negate the fact that in most ways, he is the very same as everyone else. He has feelings, he has needs, and in this case, one of those needs is proper health care. And while I've said that we are more than one thing, health care also entails more than one thing. Now, I know this is an episode about a missing person, but I think this is important to go over to understand exactly you know, what may go on in a case where someone goes missing when there is also a mental health um, issue going on at that time. You know, healthcare, it does entail more than just the outward physical. It's not just the visible things that you may see. If someone has an external injury like a large cut or they have a cast on a broken arm or leg, it clearly indicates that there is an injury that needs medical care and, you know, um, follow through. Physical illnesses, though, can sometimes fester inside and may only be seen with visible tests you know, such as having blood work drawn, things like that. There are emotional needs that we need to have supported and have met. And then there's also mental health. And while the taboo of discussing mental health is lessening, it does still remain. Unfortunately, the understanding that those who have mental health needs will depend on treatment just as much as that person who has that injury or that illness needing tests to be completed, it's not quite caught up. The need to have health care for all of those things is just the same. To be one complete person, we need to have all of those needs met. Now, just because addressing and diagnosing mental health does not necessarily mean putting some numbers into a machine and comparing them to another person's, it doesn't make the mental health care any less important or any less necessary. To be completely healthy, we need to make sure that the physical, emotional, and mental health needs are met and addressed. Otherwise, we as a society will not be as healthy as we can be. Now for Woody, there may have been times where he was self-medicating or handling his anxiety or depression in the only way that he knew how. And sometimes those particular ways of handling them can make things worse. But this does not mean that his case is not as important as any other. And for any other missing, cases, missing person cases that I may go over in the future, the same thing will still imply, or apply, is that anybody and everybody deserves to have their case heard and known about, that their case should not be kind of relegated to a lesser priority because of either their past or they're not seen as, you know, quite as visible as others, meaning they don't have a sensationalized story. So, you know, again, going forward for any case that I do cover that's a missing persons, I want everybody to be treated with respect that they're just as important as anyone else and that we need to do our best to you know, bring the person home and make sure all of their needs are met. Now, I did look at some things for some understanding too. Um, as far as mental health and substance abuse, 
there are some correlations. Um, looking through some articles, I did find one that states people who experience a mental health or a mental illness are more likely than others to also experience a substance use problem. Similarly, people who experience problems with alcohol or drug use are more likely to be diagnosed with a mental illness. How strong is the connection? One major study that looked at people over their lifetime suggests that about half of the people with one type of problem have the other type of problem too. So about half of the people have these two issues, substance abuse and mental health issues that coexist. And each one can kind of lead the other one to be worse. Um, using substances or alcohol can most of the time make the mental health issues worse. But at the same time, and especially in cases where there's no proper health care, that just leads into the cycle of using a substance to try to control that anxiety or depression or you know, any other mental health situation that a person is going through at that time. These, um, I'm going to quote from another study, and again, these will be linked in the description. It's important to keep in mind that each mental illness is different and alcohol and other drugs have different effects, so individual people will have unique experiences. So just my thought on all of this is that while this correlation between mental health and substance abuse is pretty well known, they both still carry stigmas and we must find a way to work through them. Trish is doing everything that she can to keep Woody's name in the news. So, you know, I'm going to try to do my best to share some updates. If you go to my Facebook page, The Danger on Delmarva, um, as well as I do have another podcast, Mystifyingly Missing, I will also add this episode to there as well, just to try to get as much coverage as possible. But I will go ahead and link, you know, everything in regards to Trisha's Facebook page to bring Woody home, as well as any articles, interviews that may be on there, so that we can get a better idea of who Woody is, and see if there's anything there that you know, may trigger a memory, or something, you know, to try to bring him back to his family. So, his general description is he's about five foot nine inches tall, around 200 pounds. He is bald with brown eyes, but he does also have like a very short beard or um, I don't want to quite call it stubble because it's longer than that, but it's a, you know, it's a closer cropped beard. Um, if you do have any information, um, please contact the Delaware State Police Troop 7 by calling 302-644-5020 or dial 911. Now, going back just a little bit further and, you know, researching this story, I did find a gold alert that is still listed as active and open for a Selbyville man. He went missing in August of 2019, and I can say that um, with both Woody and this um, particular um, person, Irfan Mall, that's spelled I-R-F-A-N, Mall, was... You know, some, these were both stories that I had not even heard of. If I wasn't searching for something else that happened to share some key terms, I would have never come across these. Um, now, Mr. Mall was last seen in Millsboro um, in August of 2019. It was around August 16th. 
He's described as being about 5 foot 10 and 185 pounds. He has brown hair and brown eyes. Um, the police have attempted to try to communicate with him in the past, but you know, there's been no response to their attempts. So, you know, of course, a lot of people are concerned about his safety. Um, I did some, you know, searching, and I really couldn't find anything else about the case other than he did have at least three Facebook accounts. Um, you know, I, I did find some others with the same name, but there either wasn't a picture or enough of a description um, to figure out if it was the same person. So, you know, again, this may just emphasize that we need to get the word out more actively if someone is missing. Just in this time period, too, I was going to have a, another person that I went over, but thankfully he has been found. Um, before I went to write some things up, I did another search to see if there were updates, and he has been found. So these alerts do work, but there's also the follow-up um, to try to keep the names pictures and information in the public view so that, you know, if you do see someone a month from now that you remember, okay, wait, I, I think I remember seeing a picture of him and then you're able to get in contact with, you know, the best um, authority. Now, I do want to cover a case in Maryland that goes back a little bit further and that's to 2013. Um, James Vincent Colicchio was 58 years old when he went missing in November of 2013. But I say November, but that's really what we have to say as the date or the month that he was reported missing. Um, when investigators did speak with witnesses, they actually reported that they'd not seen him for several months. He was living in um, a rental unit at that time. It was described as a commercial rental unit. And, uh, you know, investigators searched and they reviewed some items, particularly things like perishable food, that indicated he may have been missing as far back as September. So um, then in discussing it with his relatives, it was found that the last time any of them had actually spoken with Mr. Colicchio was either late August or early September, possibly. There were also a number of cats on his property, and they were all in pretty poor shape. But thankfully, they were alive, and they were removed from that property. But this also was a red flag to his relatives, as they indicated that there was no way he would have left his cats behind without making sure that they were cared for. Um, reviewing the phone records indicated also that he had not used his phone at all in the month of November and that it had been turned off. Now, the information did not say if it was turned off because of non-payment or if it was because someone actually turned it off. You know, looking at the time frame and the length of time that he had been missing when it was even reported, you know, again, just my, this is, will just be my opinion here. I kind of have a feeling it was probably due to non-payment uh, since it, at a very minimum, had been about two months since he would have been able to pay it. Um, they did check his financials, and there was no activity on his checking account since September 3rd. He did have two vehicles at the premises. Now, one vehicle had a window that was broken. And it also seemed that he was working on another vehicle in the same area because there were tools that had been left out. 
Now, investigators did find that the description said he had an issue with one of the other tenants. No other information was provided um, to go along with that. However, um, Mr. Colicchio did have a warrant out for malicious property destruction at that time. So it did not state if it was property destruction with the same individual. It did not mention whether or not the damage done to the window on one of his vehicles was from that individual. Um, this is just my thought when I first read that, if there was an issue there. But there was so much concern so quickly, you know, for one thing, being that long between when he was last um, last heard from to when he was reported, the investigation quickly took off in the fact that there were searchers out, there were dogs out searching, but unfortunately they went you know, straight to the cadaver dogs because given the time frame, that was a very big concern at the moment. They even used horses and had aerial support to try to find him. But to this day, there's no further information. He was 58 at the time he went missing and he would be 66 today. He is described as six foot one, 210 pounds, gray hair, and green eyes. Um, anyone with information on his whereabouts should contact 410-758-0770, um, extension 1216. Now, this was at the latest description um, that I could find. So if for any reason that direct number is not working, um, I would suggest contacting your local law enforcement then to let them know so that they can look the information up and get in contact with the listed officer. So again, the number that was listed on the latest information was 410-758-0770. So these are just two of the missing persons cases from across our region and even across the country. Um, we hear some cases that are mentioned every day in the media and see their pictures as soon as we unlock our phones or turn on our computers. We open a social media site and their pictures, their faces are kind of ingrained in our minds. And, you know, I wholeheartedly believe that they should get the attention that they need to try to resolve their case as well, but so should everybody else. So it's kind of up to us as a community to make sure that this is done. Um, so I have shared the information for Woody, you know, again, on the Facebook page for Danger on Delmarva. Um, on the mystifyingly missing and you know please share the information from there if you do follow me um, on Facebook also go visit the please bring Woody home Facebook page for any updates or information um, or to leave a tip um, you know if you have any you know possible tips regarding where he may be now I'm also going to leave a link to the suicide hotline, suicide prevention hotline. Um, and that number is 800-273-8255. And you know, if you do know anyone or have any concerns, make sure that you have that number available for them, that you know, they even have chat functions available. So it's available in a couple of different ways to whichever you or your loved one feel comfortable with. 
if you are having feelings, please make sure that you reach out to someone. You know, I do have to say that I am not a medical or mental health expert, but these lifelines are in place to try to help um, our community, to help others, you know, try to heal. So please make sure that you're making use of this as needed. Um, you know, reach out to your insurance companies, um, you know, depending on what type of insurance you have, you, know, you may have different coverage, reach out to any, you know, health and social services in your area. But just remember, mental health is just as important as your physical health. Please don't worry about any stigmas or taboos about discussing it because it's very real and you, know, you shouldn't have to go through that alone if it's something that you're feeling. If it's a friend or a loved one that you're concerned about, please be there to support them as they'll need it during this time. And you know, if you do want to hear more information, not just about missing person cases, as I'll be you know, looking through some other ones that um, you know, there was some information on that I wanted to share um, or any other events that, you know, have taken place on Delmarva, please feel free to, you know, share this podcast um, or go to YouTube if you wanted to like it there. What it does is if you have any type of interaction, whether it's, you know, through the podcast, um, leaving a review or a comment, same thing with YouTube, it does help more people see it. The algorithm um, helps move it up in um, viewability. So, you know, any type of interaction would help that or share it just so the information regarding these cases gets out. And I just want to you know, send my best wishes to Trish and all of Woody's other loved ones who are going through this at this time. And for Mr. Colicchio, we hope that there's a resolution that can be found for his family so that they know what occurred. Thank you, everyone, for listening today. I really you know, appreciate that because I do want to you know, look at individuals and cases to you know, try to find ways to help. So I will be posting a, another episode hopefully within the next week is what I'm going to try to do. Uh, I hope everybody has a safe and healthy week coming up.